This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. All right, let me stop playing. Here we go. Okay, so Carson Wentz finally got traded. About time. Because the Eagles had to stop the cap. Like, they were asking for two first-round picks. Two first-round picks, second-round picks. I'm like, come on. Like, this is Carson Wentz. He regressed. Did you not watch what just happened out there? No. No. He's not going to get the Matt Stafford package. Everyone knew that. And then what really hurt was Carson Wentz said he didn't want to go to the Bears. So that left one team that was interested, and that shifted all the leverage to the Colts. And you know what? The deal, at first glance, I was like, we don't we don't get a first-round pick at all? We only get a third this year and a second next year? But the second is conditional. I thought it was, okay, if something happens, we don't get the pick. No, it's better. If Carson Wentz plays 75% of his games and they make the playoffs, which is probably going to happen because he's played 75% of his games literally every season. Except maybe one. And they got a really good roster that's going to go to the playoffs. So if that happens, then for sure, the Eagles get a first-round pick. And if they finish where they finished last year, it is a mid-first-round pick. It's not even a late first-round pick. It'll be a mid-first-round pick. That is the best-case scenario. If they're a seventh seed and Wentz plays 75% of his games, I think he's going to play all of his games. Then the Eagles get a mid-round pick. That's perfect. We'll pretty much pick right where we were last year when we missed out on Justin Jefferson and got Rager. I mean, Rager's fine, but, I mean, he was injured half the year, but he has potential, but he's not Justin Jefferson. I knew that from the beginning. I seen them both play. I knew Justin Jefferson was better. Just from the little bit I've seen, I knew Justin Jefferson was better, period. Now, Carson Wentz gone, finally. I- I'm going to be real with you. Like, his two worst seasons as a pro, his first season, he was a rookie. You know, he had to adjust to the NFL. But even then, he played all 16 games, and he had about the similar numbers. But there was potential. Then he went off the next year and got hurt. Then he was okay, then got hurt. Then he was really good in 2019 then got hurt (laughs) then 2020 he was completely healthy he just played horrible it's okay dog like it's okay there is still potential there he's 28 we're like the same age it's 27 28 he's going to a better roster the eagles have an aging roster that you you can scrap and then rebuild we'll see how this year go if this year doesn't go well You got to rebuild it. You got to scrap it and rebuild. That's what I'm about to do in Madden because these guys are expensive and I have no cap room. It's awful. It's the worst. I hate it. But that's that's just Madden. I can't even imagine in real life. I mean, I I kept Zach Ertz, though. This man is pretty much a backup tight end. And, you know, he's being paid $11 But I don't know. There's still potential with him, too. Same thing with him. He had a bad season and he was kind of hurt. It's fine, man. Um, Next year, they will be slept on. They are picked to be last in the division. Hey, everyone's sleeping on them. No one expects them to do anything. 
we gotta take advantage of that and, and show them why they mad, bro. Because I refuse to believe that the Washington sitcom is the class of the division. I refuse to believe Dallas is the class of the division. The accident waiting to happen. We don't even know how Dak is going to look coming back. And even when he was there, they were one in four. Just when you thought they turned the corner at the end of the season when they blew out the Eagles, okay, to be honest, the Eagles gave that game away. Even when it looked like they turned the corner, they choked. Trash. And then the Giants, okay, the Giants. Oh, and Washington sitcom don't have a quarterback. I mean, Taylor Heineke's nice. They're going to have to cut Alex Smith. Kyle Allen's injury prone, and he's just okay. So are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to get one off free agency? They say they're a quarterback away, but man, Tom Brady really carved them up, and they got a tough schedule. The Giants are okay. The Giants Giants aren't bad. I just don't think they have the talent, bro. I don't think they have the talent. They have underrated talent on defense. That front seven, not bad. And then they got James Bradbury. Okay, maybe they aren't that bad. But this division is not said and done for. The Eagles can still win the division. I love it. They got this, but hey, he's gone. And you can't say Carson Wentz is injury prone. I know he got hurt to finish the season three out of his five years. But still, he played double-digit games every season. Which means we're going to get that first round pick. Because the Colts are really good, and if they play correctly, they will be in the AFC Championship. Yeah, I said it. But everything has to go the way it's supposed to go. But I, I don't think they get out of wild card weekend for, for real, to be honest. But they have the potential to go all the way to the AFC Championship. But then they'll run into the Chiefs, the Bills, or even the Ravens. And then it's game over. It's a wrap. All right, uh, next. Oh, and by the way, before I get to the next topic, Sam Darnold is next. This trade rumors. The Jets are probably going to take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. So you got to trade Darnold. Or you can start Donald, Darnold and... Have those guys back up Darnold, and then you can play them. Yeah, we'll see. Serena versus Naomi. This is the only, okay, maybe not the only. It is the only. So this is the only tennis match of the Australian Open that I watched the full highlights of. Everything else, just Sports Center highlights. Now, from what I saw, Serena plays with a lot of emotion. That serve is ridiculous. I was like, damn, she... Some of them serves, it's like, how does anyone hit that? Man man or woman? How does anyone hit that? That's crazy. But, you know, whenever Naomi did corral that serve, she went to work. She went down 2-0 and then pretty much controlled the match from there. Okay, okay. Serena went on a little bit of a run in the next set. But, I mean, other than that, Naomi had control. She just... She just had a, she just had an answer for everything Serena did. I'm not a tennis expert, but that's just what I saw, and it was like people were comparing it to Brady and Mahomes. Yeah, pretty much. But this time, you know, Mahomes won. And listen, of course, the next game, I knew it. 
I knew Naomi was going to win. Naomi Osaka was going to win the next game. Easy. Another straight sets. Two games, straight sets. Easy. Well, yeah, two sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you say it in tennis. Straight sets. And then, you know, on the men's side, Djokovic won too. It's just, you, you watch them and you're like, man, you got to admire their greatness and what they're doing. I, I just love it. It just inspires you to do what you got to do to be great. And it's like, man, man, oh man. I'm going to enjoy watching Naomi Osaka for the next however many years. I mean, I mean, if Serena can pay, play till she's 39, she's still playing. I can't imagine what... Naomi Osaka can do the next 15 years or so. Four Grand Slams already. Can she catch Serena? Can she catch whoever else is in front of her? The sky's the limit. And I can't wait to see. Now, there was a big winter storm in Texas and Oklahoma and that whole region. I think it started about last week, maybe two weeks ago. I was looking at the negative temperatures and I was like, hmm, that's... That's unusual, but I kind of laughed it off, shrugged it off. Kind of was like, hey, hey, that's like West Virginia weather. <laughs> I was like, man, well, it's not that difficult to deal with it. I mean, it's, it, it causes some problems, but it, it, it's not that bad. Man, it, it, it ended up being worse than I thought. And to be honest, I went through a snowstorm when I was out there, a few. And one time, it was like 5 degrees, 10 degrees. I remember trying to walk home in that. I did successfully without slipping and falling. Thank God. But I've seen weather like that out there. It doesn't happen often, but it happens. And oh man, it is. It was uh, 10 times worse than I thought. Next thing you know, um, people losing power, rolling blackouts, carbon dioxide poisoning, people freezing to death. Is I've never seen anything like that. They were really unprepared. They were really unprepared for a storm like this. I and, and that just shows that, you know, I guess I take for granted that out here we got snow plows and we're more prepared for that. We don't lose power every time it snows. Now, I will say this, though. Unlike those guys, they're more prepared for tornadoes and tropical storms. We're not. Because that happened to us when we had a big Whenever we have big tropical storms, that type of stuff happens to us. They're more prepared for that. <laughs> They're more prepared for that out there because that happens more often out there. But instead, but instead, you know, they're not prepared for the big snowstorm. And it's like, damn, bro. Some people really got it bad. Some people now now it's no water, no food for some people. God damn, bro. You know, I, I always said. I wouldn't mind living out there, especially Norman or, or Dallas. I get to go to OU Texas every year, but damn, if they're not prepared for a snowstorm like that, man, that that's that could be a wrap. <laughs> it could be, you know, way more difficult than it should be. I just I just learned a lot from this whole situation about the climate over there and how they deal with snowstorms and stuff. But I I rest assure you, I think they're going to be prepared the, the next time this happens because this is this is a catastrophe. 
they got to send national aid. I've never seen anything like it. Um, Man, shout out to the Sooner Witch, Texas beer goddess, Adrian. Shout out to her for her updates. Learned a lot from, from reading her Twitter and all that. But man, you know, uh, I was looking at the weather and it should warm up this week. I think across the country it's going to warm up this week. And we slowly going to transition in the spring. And, you know, I hope hopefully things get better for people and not too many people are, like, without food and water and stuff. Because that's just sad, bro. That's just sad. Oh, and Ted Cruz going to Cancun when he could have been helping people. Now, he's helping people now. He's helping people now. He probably, you know, underestimated the storm, too. But he's, I think he's doing what he's supposed to do now after the after the big backlash. He went one, two, three Cancun too. <laughs> he he went to Cancun like he was out the playoffs. <laughs> he was done. Oh my God. Uh it's just it just shows you that every region has their plus and minuses. There's some good things, there's some bad things. Um you just gotta you, you love the good and you gotta deal with the bad. Just that's pretty much it. The Washington Wizards. Oh, man. They're on a roll. Four in a row. Four in a row. It's over. It's over. Um, I haven't looked at the standings, but the last time I checked, they were still pretty much out of the playoffs, which is crazy because um, everyone in the East have double-digit losses. As of now, they're still a game and a half out of the 10th spot. You only need to be in 10th place to make the playoffs. I'm probably going to say that 30 times within the next few months. But yeah, they're still out of it. They're still on the outside looking in, even with a four-game winning streak. Damn, that's a lot. That's a lot of losing. (laughs) But man, the Wizards are playing awesome. And uh, they won four of their last, what, six games? No, five or six? They won five or six. The only team they lost to was the Raptors, who was hot themselves. They were on a winning streak themselves. Other than that, I mean, they blew out Boston. They beat Chicago with Zach Levine, who was amazing. They beat the Nuggets. And just recently, yesterday, they beat the Blazers. They're 2-0 on the West Coast road trip. Usually, a West Coast road trip is a disaster. But, man... I want to see how they do against the Clippers and the Lakers. That's not going to be easy. But they're doing great. They're doing great. And I love it. They got to keep it up. They got to. Oh, and they beat the Rockets at home. John Wall return. We ended that. <laughs> we beat John Wall. But no, 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 no. Let me be fair. They didn't have Eric Gordon. They didn't have Oladipo who killed us the first time. They didn't have Christian Wood. They didn't have um one other person, but he was a key, key starter. Listen, it's okay. No excuses. You still got to come out and play. You still had John Wall. You still had Boogie Cousins. Even though they aren't all NBA caliber like they used to be, still. <laughs> and no excuses. So, I'll take it. Four wins in a row. 
We got to keep going because we ain't in the playoffs yet. Let's get it, baby. And Bradley Bill, congratulations to Bradley Bill. I'm telling you, he playing like Jordan in the 80s. Jordan in the 80s, the late 80s. He's going on a scoring tear. He scored another 37 last night. He has been fun to watch. And it's like Becca Winkert said. Like, he just making everything look easy. And that's true. Every time you watch him, he just making everything look easy. And, you know, while I'm doing this show, I'm watching NC State in North Carolina. This is the rematch. Remember, NC State got upset by North Carolina, and I was disappointed. They're, they're putting it to him now. It's, it's 29-17, and Jakea Brown-Turner got 12. You know, McNamara is repping. I love it. They got Alyssa Kunain, who's pretty good. I like their team. I really do. I, I'm going to keep saying that. You know, I hope they go all the way. They have the potential. But, you know, it's UConn, it's South Carolina, it's Baylor, it's Louisville. They're going to have to play one of them. Um, It's Stanford. It's going to be tough. But, you know, they, they have the talent. They have the talent to go all the way. And they can't. I hope they do. Anyway, Bradley Bill's an all-star starter, as he should be. Because, like I said, he's been playing like Jordan. He's been playing like Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and he's a beast. I mean, okay. Yeah, okay, sure. You could have made an argument for James Harden, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown. But mainly Harden and Levine was his main competition for that starting spot. Yeah, no. <laughs> no way. Uh, it's just the points per game. Is really, that's really what um, helped him. And also the media coverage. People say that's the Westbrook effect. They got more eyes on them because of Westbrook. You could say that. And also, you know, the losing streak gave Bradley Bill more attention somehow. That, that sounds crazy, but he was putting up insane numbers and we weren't winning. That's that's an eyebrow raiser. So that got him a little bit of attention. Okay, I'm not going to lie. You could have put Harden and Levine in there, but they ain't there. So a hater is going to hate. At the end of the day, they shouldn't even be playing this game anyway. But it's fine. Like, Bradley Bill got the starting spot. I'll take it. He is well-deserved. He went off. This season. Well, so far. Dog. The Washington Capitals are going the complete opposite direction. They're going the complete opposite direction. So, imagine the Wizards winning five or six, five or seven, four or six, something like that. The Capitals have done the opposite. They've lost about four or six. Yeah, they've lost four or six and had a three-game losing streak. I mean, okay, they play today. They play the Devils today after losing to the Rangers yesterday. Bruh, they lost to the Rangers. They lost to the Penguins. Thank God they beat the Sabres. And also, oh boy, who else they lose to? They lost to the Bruins. Like, th- this is ridiculous. Like I said, what I say about the Caps, they start strong. They, loot, they go on a losing streak. They slump. They stumble. They kind of pick it back up. They do enough to get home ice, and then they lose in the first round. This is the Capitals. This is what this is what I'm used to. This is what I'm used to during the Ovechkin era. On God, I just mm, it's just part of being a fan. But I just hope they just figure it out. 
I hope they figure out how to play better defense. Hopefully, we'll get Samson off in there. Vanacek's playing pretty well. For, for him to be our backup goalie, he's playing pretty well. Samsonov was supposed to be coming back very soon. He's He just got cleared to play. So he's back on the Capitals after being in Hershey in the AHL where they said he gave up five goals in a game. I was like, man, what? I just hope that's just rust. I hope it's rust or maybe a terrible back line. That's kind of concerning. I'm not going to lie. But once he gets back in the swing of things, he'll be okay. I just hope these guys get it together. Because if they keep doing what they're doing and what they usually do, we're going to be out in the first round. We'll make the top four in our division. And then we're going to make top four just to get bounced by the Flyers, the Penguins, or the Bruins. Great. Here we go again. I don't know. I don't know if the Islanders are going to make it. I don't know if the Rangers are going to make it. But that's that's where we're headed. Just great. I mean, you got to quit wasting time. I'm going to keep saying it. Like, Alex Ovechkin only has but so much. So many years left. So we got to quit messing around before he retires. And we don't get another ring. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is getting frustrating. The Wizards going one way. The Caps going another way. But the Wizards still out of the playoff race. The Caps are holding on. They're like in third. Bruh, does home ice even matter? They might do a bubble or a pod tournament. Like, we might not even... Have home ice in the playoffs, man. And uh, NC State women are winning by 10 at halftime. Doing great. Doing great. Uh, my girls doing great. I mean, I got to bandwagon them because OU women's basketball, well, <laughs> still losing. But I'll talk about them later, though. I'll talk about them later. Well, not too much later because it's time for the Sooner Schooner. Before I talk about men and women's OU basketball, well, oh, I got to say that the Caps, four of their eight wins are against the Sabres. Are you kidding me? I told you that was a get right game. We finally got one of them get right games and, you know, they got right for like one more game. No, wait, that was after the Penguins game. Yeah, that was a get-right game. Then you lost to the Rangers, and I don't even know if they're going to beat the Devils today. Whatever. On to men and women's basketball. So, listen. Um, The West Virginia game was wild. The Baylor and Texas games are two biggest threats in the conference. That got postponed. Baylor has been going through COVID problems all season. I don't know what's going on over there. It's It's... You can't really blame them because this virus is weird. You can pick it up anywhere. And it's it's tough to get rid of, honestly. Uh, and an outbreak can happen before you even look up, before you even blink. You can't really blame them. Anything could happen. Um, same thing with Texas. Same thing with them. So that game got postponed. Whatever. Maybe they'll make it up. Maybe they won't. The West Virginia game last Saturday was fire. You know, I pulled it up at the airport in Alabama, sat there and watched the whole thing. Well, at least the second half. Well, 
I say a little bit of the first half, but all of the second half, all of overtime. It was back and forth, and I don't think it went to overtime. No, it did. It did go to overtime. Man, that was that was the game of the year. Like that, that was classic Oklahoma West Virginia basketball. I loved it. Back and forth. Austin Reeves. He mostly did good. Some plays was head scratchers. Some of the shots he takes are head scratchers. I'm like, come on, bro. Pass the ball. But he had seven assists. So he do be passing the ball. And, you know, um, every, but every now and then he take a shot that I'm like, bro, why? Why? And uh, Brady Manick hit some clutch threes. Emoja Gibson always hitting clutch threes. Always. He clutched. Hark was playing hard. I mean, the thing about that game was we couldn't rebound. Every time I turn around, West Virginia was getting offensive rebounds. This man, Culver, who was a beast, he had 29 and 14. I swear half of them had to have been offensive rebounds. He killed us. He destroyed us. Austin Reeves had 28, 9, and 7 and shot 50%. So, okay, sometimes it looked like he was heist boxing. I'm not going to lie. But he still killed it. And I love it. And to be honest, it was only 15-9 to in offensive rebounds. So I guess before the second half, we actually had more offensive rebounds, which is crazy to me. We just made one more play. We just, That's all we needed. Some of them clutch blocks and, and rebounds. By Jalen Hill and Kirkweff. I think that's how you say it. I mess up people's names on every show. But <laughs> uh, Kirkweff, he's a heck of a player, man. And when we were struggling with Kirk Culver, I was like, why isn't Kirkweff in the game? Is he like, is he hurt or is did he foul out? Like, that's the type of game he foul out in. Nah, they put him back in. Because Culver was abusing Brady Manning. They put him back in, and it, it kind of slowed him down. He was still getting his, but you know what I'm saying? But he made two really key defensive plays to help us win that game. And and I just loved his team. Beginning of the year, I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who none of these guys were. Now it's like I know just about like at least the key players. I know who they are. This team is nice. And this team... If they play to their potential, can make the Final Four. Can. Even a West Virginia fan said that. Oh, and West Virginia fans were complaining about the refs. Oh, come on. Sure, okay, there were some fouls here, and uh, Culver might have got fouled on the last play. Yeah, whatever. Before the last play, Emoja Gibson got shoved out of bounds. That should have been a foul. You shouldn't even have got the inbounds play. That passed the cover for the missed layups and blocked layups that he supposedly got pulled down and fouled on. Yeah, whatever. He shouldn't even have got that opportunity because of a foul on Emoji Gibson. He got pushed. You can't push someone out the way to get a loose ball. That's a foul. But y'all not going to talk about that, though. Y'all not going to talk about that. That's fine. 
always got trouble with West Virginia fans crying and stuff and talking trash. You know, I did a whole half a show on how Javon Carter wasn't Trey Young's dad. So you already know, you know, West Virginia fans and basketball be getting me riled up because, you know, they got nothing to say in football because, well, we beat them every time. <laughs> they haven't beat us since 07. So then you can't say nothing to us in football. So it's only basketball. Um, And then in other sports, no one really talk about other sports. I mean, we're better than them in pretty much all the other sports, except maybe baseball. I, even in baseball, I think we're better than them. So they can't they can't say too much, man. The basketball, all they had. And, and even in basketball, on the women's side, they lost. They lost to OU. They lost to, to Oklahoma in the nightcap. Right after that amazing game, the women played. And they won, and that was an upset because Oklahoma women's basketball is like a middling, mediocre team that's not ranked, and I think West Virginia is ranked in women's basketball. Beat them. Got them. Um, and speaking of OU women's basketball, okay, before I get to them, men's, they beat Iowa State last night. I was worried they were dominating in the first half. They're usually good in the second half making adjustments and, and pulling away from teams. But they let Iowa State come back in it. They kind of started playing like they did in Norman in the first half. So they came back, and they took the lead. After that, Oklahoma, they, they got down. They got down to business. They got down to work, and they pulled away. They got up 10, and then that was it. Uh, that's how you're supposed to beat Iowa State. I know we have trouble with Iowa State. We haven't won at Hilton Coliseum since my sophomore year. I don't know how we won that game. Iowa State was the better team that season. I mean, I watched them beat us at LNC, and we beat them at Iowa State. All them good teams we had after that, and we just now winning at Hilton? That's unbelievable. That just blows my mind. It must be the fans. The fans weren't there that time, this time. So we won. And I love it. And usually Iowa State fans talking smack. They were silent. I mean, they shouldn't have much to say. Your team hasn't won a Big 12 game. So they're silent. They're probably tanking. Oh, wait, you can't tank in college basketball. You just got to recruit better. Well, well, that's too bad. That's too bad. Oh, and uh, we beat them in women's basketball, too. So the women are, I think they're 8-9, and nine, or maybe 9-9 nine and nine now. So they got smacked by Baylor. They play Baylor today. I, they're probably not going to win. Like, we've beaten Baylor one time in, like, the last six or seven years. Like, I think we may have beaten them maybe three or four times this entire decade. And, like, the last, ever since... The Paris sisters left. We may have beat them about three times. Probably not going to win, even at home, with a little bit of fans. Um, Lost to Texas. Lo- usually lose to Texas. We beat them a little more often, but 
usually lose to them. Lost to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's up and down. But lately, they've had the better program. They got blown out by Oklahoma State twice. That's kind of annoying, but just is what it is. That's where our program is. So their Texas Tech game got postponed because of weather. They beat them by one last time. Well, I don't know what to make of this team, okay? Let's be honest. They're not going to beat Baylor. They're not going to beat any of the top teams, but they could be competitive. They can be competitive. They got Robertson, and they got um, this other girl, uh, last name Williams. She's she's nice. She's their leading scorer. Uh, Robertson and Williams, they're not bad. They're not bad, and I, they must be on the bubble. I don't I don't think they're gonna make the tournament, but if they do, let's see what they can do. They're probably one and done if they make the tournament. I'm I'm gonna keep it real. But let's see what they can do. Every time I sleep on them, they mess around and win a game. And then when you give them too much credit, they get blown out. They kind of remind me of the Wizards. But they have somehow a better winning percentage than the Wizards. So maybe I'm going too far there. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I'm off the Sooner Schooner. And let's talk about Draymond. Draymond just got thrown out again. I didn't even want to put that in the show. I didn't think I'd put that in the show. But he got thrown out of another game. The last time he got thrown out of a game, it was dumb. Because he was yelling at a teammate, and the refs were soft, and they threw him out. This time, I'm like, yeah, he kind of deserved it. But even then, I mean, two-point game. 30 seconds to go, less less than 30 seconds to go. Y'all throw him out? The, what he said must have been really bad. He was yelling. He was being disrespectful. I will say this. In basketball officiating, this guy, um, forgot his name, but he's an NBA scout for referees. He told me and everyone in that room, never let – don't tolerate disrespect. As a basketball referee, don't tolerate disrespect. So the basketball referee must have got disrespected. Draymond Green, I'm not going to lie. He stole the ball on the ground, and Charlotte shouldn't have got that timeout. It should have been another jump ball. I, he was right. But. The rest didn't see it that way. He went off. He got thrown out. They lost the game because they made their two technicals, and then they hit the game-winning shot. But that's not what I really want to talk about with Draymond. Man, I love his energy. I just love how, and when he's off the court, I just love hearing him speak, like, just on anything. I mean, he's a pretty intelligent guy. And he said something about Andre Drummond being sat out because, you know, the team want to go in another direction and they're pretty much tanking and they want to trade him, so they sat him out. Same thing happened in Detroit and the same thing happened in Houston with Boogie Cousins. Aging veterans, they're marginal, they're they're given marginal production or slightly above average production, and the team wants to trade him and they want to make sure that they don't get hurt or anything 
so they can be healthy for the trade. I, I assume that's what it is. And um, Draymond think it's hypocrisy that the players uh, that players get crap for wanting to leave and get traded and be in a better situation, but the owners and the GMs and the teams don't. Yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about that. I just thought, you know, it is what it is. You know, I guess the the guy is doesn't really fit on the team and he got to go. I just saw it for what it was. I didn't really think much of it. But, you know, it is kind of hypocritical, you know what I'm saying, that a team can just break off their commitment with the players and not get crap for it, but the player can't get crap for all the time for wanting to go to different teams and stuff and and get out of their situation i mean i i see i see his point though i i really do he, he has a point but what what can you do about it what can you do i think that's just how the business works that's just that's just how the business is it's, it's just always gonna be like that like what can you do? They got the money and they got the power. I mean, the players have some sort of power too. But, you know, if they can find a solution to that, maybe in the next CBA they can just find a way to have a – just they can find a way to make that situation better. They can – um I don't know, you know. It's 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 tough. They can, they can find a way. They're smart. They're smart guys. <laughs> I don't have a solution right now. Because it's just it's just not that simple. Because if the guy does get hurt and you can't trade him, that's just that's just a lot of money on your books. I think they're gonna buy out Blake Griffin and they'll find a trade partner for Drummond and um I guess cousins get released. No cap penalty, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I have no problem with Draymond said. I have no problem with what he said at all. And hopefully they uh, come up with a solution sooner rather than later because, you know, it's going to come up again. Especially this time of year before the trade deadline. All right. So now it's time for the hypothetical game of the episode. Let me introduce you to the score once in UN series. Basically, pros versus Joes. <laughs> Assemble a team and they go against professionals or major um, historical college teams or or something like that. It's basically pros versus Joes. <laughs> and you win once the, the Joe team or the trash team or whatever you want to call it. If they score once, they win. If they don't score at all, they lose. And this week, it is the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Ballers Life Fantasy Basketball League. Now, it's about eight of us. It's pretty much the Fantasy Football League minus Chris and Tracy and Matt, I believe. So minus them, those guys. 
is what it is. So I'm using for the starting five for our from our fantasy basketball league, using the top five in the league as a starting five. So that's so that's Ben, Neville, me, Greg, and Zach versus the starting five of. I mean, we got people on the bench, obviously, but. The starting five of LeBron, Wesley Matthews, KCP, uh, Marcus Saul, and Kyle Kuzma. This is they they already tower over us. No one's taller than six three on our team, I believe. I, I mean, I've met Neville, and Neville's taller than me, but um, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, this is this might not go well. And from the start, it didn't. This game is being played at the LNC in in Norman. And you know, it should be fun. We got these guys to come to Norman. You got everyone to fly into Norman. And it should be, should be a good game. So Marcus Hall wins the tip over Neville. LeBron gets it. Bounce pass to KCP, who lobs it off the backboard to Kuzma for the Tomahawk slam alley-oop. 2-0 already. So then Ben inbounds it to me. I'm met by LeBron at the top of the key. I immediately pass it away to Greg. He passed it to Neville, who passes it back to me. I no-look pass to a wide-open Zach under the basket. It looks like we're going to win just 30 seconds in. And it's blocked by Marcus Hall. Zach is blocked by Marcus Hall. And then... We hit an outlet pass. Then they hit an outlet pass to LeBron, and he slams it down. And we're just in awe because LeBron just had an easy highlight reel. So I dribble down. I do a crossover move. Did a hesitation. Tried to dribble past LeBron. He He plucks it away. He passes it to Kuzma, who throws it off the backboard to a sprinting LeBron who jumps high, reaches back, and slams it hard for the alley-oop. And it is 6-0 Lakers. We got 10 minutes to score. We got 10 minutes to score. From the looks of it, it doesn't look like we have much of a chance. So, then, I challenge LeBron again. I dribble through his steal attempt. He reaches again. I dribble past it. This is where my ball handling comes in. I dribble past Wesley Matthews. I hop-step. And I'm met by Gasol, who is a brick wall, jumps up. So I kick it to Greg, who kicks it to Ben. Ben misses the three. LeBron soars to get the rebound. And then they're running again because they're just so much bigger, faster, stronger than us. Uh, KCP gets it, and he starts to break. He kicks it out to Kuzma in the corner for three. Swish. 9-0. We've only gotten one shot off. And the Lakers haven't missed at all. So I speed past LeBron. I start running too. I pick up the pace too. And I speed past him. I challenge Gasol at the rim. I try to lay it up around Gasol. And it gets blocked once again because because his arms are long as heck. So he blocks it. So then the Lakers, they slow it down. They slow it down. They didn't have to, but they slow it down. They pass it around. They pass it to Gasol in the post. We triple team him. He passes out to a wide open Wesley Matthews in the opposite corner, and he hits the three. 
They still haven't missed. So it's 12 nothing Lakers. So here we go. We're going to try this again. So I passed to Neville after I come down the court. He passed it to Greg, who pump fakes and misses the running layup. So Neville swarms in to get the rebound. Somehow, someway, got a rebound. He passed it to me at the top of the key. And I got to be way back, like five feet from the three-point line. And I hit the deep three before a closing LeBron gets there. And the game is over. And we win because we scored one time against the Los Angeles Lakers. And that is the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. So I'm out. Peace. Yo, NC State is like that, by the way. At least the women's team. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.